Okay, you guys, here we go. She Runs Ultras episode number 163. So you clicked on this episode, which means that you know the title is just a random string of numbers, seven, four, three, and one to be exact. And you're probably wondering what the heck do those numbers mean? Well, we're going to talk about that. And basically it's my own sort of proprietary formula for ultra training. It's like the way that I remember how to do what to do, when to do it, sort of. Okay. Um, And the fact that I call it my own proprietary formula is like kind of a joke because as you know, there's no one right way to train that's suitable for everyone. Like I'm not here to make a blanket statement that you must do it this way or else you won't be successful. And of course, nobody owns a specific training formula, but I think that this is a good place to start. So that's why I'm going to share it with you. So I think that it's common for runners to get confused or overwhelmed when it comes to exactly what I talked about, what to do, how much to do, and how often to do it. Hence, seven, four, three, and one. So I'm going to break down this formula so that you can sort of understand where my head is at and actually go ahead and implement this in your own training if you're finding yourself confused or overwhelmed or lost or frustrated when it comes to putting all the pieces together. So the formula goes like this, seven, four, three, and one, seven days of shakedowns, four days of running, three days of strength and FRC or, and, or FRC, and one day of complete rest. All right seven, four, three, and one. And this will be helpful for anybody, just like I said, who's lost or confused about how to piece together a solid training week. Because remember, this is the start. Like it does us no good to talk about the entire training program if you're having a tough time mapping out just one week. Okay. Because when you do this, when you get this nailed down, you'll be able to put multiple weeks together and extrapolate it out until you have a full-blown training cycle. Okay, so start small and then make it bigger. So let's talk about each of these elements or each of the numbers, I should say. The first one is seven, the daily shakedown. So you guys probably know by now that your daily shakedown should be done every single day. That's why it's number seven, the most frequent thing on this list. And I know we have a few new listeners here. So if you're new to the podcast, the daily shakedown is basically a short movement practice that helps you to warm up either for your day or for your run. It's something that I share. You can get um, a free video that I created. I'll give you the link in a second. And it basically walks you through how to warm up all your muscles and joints for, like I said, your day or your workout could be your run, your strength training, whatever whatever it might be. Okay. So you can get that free video either by clicking the link in the show notes that are below this episode, or just by going to my website, megan-gould.com. Megan with an H. Gotta have the H you guys. The only right way to spell Megan is with an H. (laughs) I'm going to get so many emails. No, no H. (laughs) Okay. But really the daily shakedown, it's one of the most, most important elements And if you take nothing else away from this episode, then this would be the thing that I want you to start implementing every single day if you're not already doing it. All right. The second element is running. And in an episode recently, I think it was episode 130, I talked about how I'm a big fan of running four days a week. 
and that's actually the title of the episode, Four Days a Week. I've found it to be the most effective use of time and the most effective dose of exercise. And we talked a little bit about minimum viable dose. Oh gosh, I think we've covered it in a couple different episodes, so I'm not going to be able to quote any right off the top of my head. But basically, the minimum effective dose is what you want to aim for, not maximum amount of work, because then you're really broaching the limits of what your body's capable of, and you're at a place where you're more likely to get injured. So we want to start low and build up from there. You'll see this theme recurring throughout not only this episode, but all of the episodes and all of my thoughts and coaching and podcasts and social media posts, all the things, right? We start low, build high. So I found this four days a week to be the most effective use of my time and my training time. And more specifically, I'll do two short days, two shorter running days, and two longer running days. And specifically, if you can get those two longer days back to back, if your schedule allows for it, that's going to boost your success even more. All right. Now, lots of people do more or less running than this, but again, I just keep coming back to that this, uh, in my belief, is the minimum viable training dose. And anything less isn't going to prepare you for your first 50K, okay? So really, this episode is in an effort to help you wrap your brain around, okay, what do I have to do to get across the finish line of my first 50K successfully, all right? And this is the basic framework for how you're going to do that. You're going to do seven days a week of shakedowns. You're going to work towards four days a week of running. And guys, I just want to say too, that if four days of actual running per week isn't doable because maybe you're just coming back or maybe you're just starting out, you can swap these running days for walking days, right? Making a concerted effort to go out and walk for a specific amount of time or a specific distance or for a specific objective like hills or tempo or intervals or whatever it might be, that's also a great way to get started. So the third element is strength training and or FRC, okay? And strength is just that. It can be body weight training, dumbbells, kettlebells, TRX, any sort of resistance training. You could use bands. You could do, I mean, I would argue that Pilates, especially if you're using a reformer or even without the reformer, some sort of resistance training, strength training is going to be crucial for ultra running, specifically 50K success to start out with. And then as you layer up or move up in distances, strength becomes a crucial part at those in those training plans as well. Now, FRC, functional range conditioning, is a term and a type of training that you might not be familiar with, and I don't expect you to know this stuff, but essentially it's the joint training that you see me doing on social media, or it's actually really what we're doing in my online kin stretch classes. The goal of this type of training is primarily to increase your range of motion, increase your body control and your flexibility. All right. It also helps to just create stronger, more resilient joints for all of the pounding that you're going to take on trails or over the course of an ultra distance race. 
It's funny because I recently uh, referred to ultra running as a full contact sport in an Instagram post because that's often how it feels. And ironically, I didn't get as much pushback on that as I thought I would because I don't know, I guess just calling it a full contact sport, I thought people were going to like you know, (laughs) think I was saying that people are like pushing each other out on the trails. But I do think of it in this way, because when you come from road running and you go to trail running, there's just so much more full body involvement that takes place. You got to run on the trails. You got to prevent yourself from tripping over rocks and roots and, oh gosh, all the other stuff that's out there. You got to be careful with the mud and the slippery surfaces and all the elements that go into running on trails. It's not just as simple as shuffling along on a paved surface. And this is why, especially if you're new to trail running, you might come back from a trail run feeling like you just got worked over. (laughs) Like there is no spot left untouched by that trail run. Like everything is sore and you can't quite figure out why it's because of this. It's a full contact sport. Okay. Now there are some basic differences between resistance training and FRC, but the basic premise is that you should be doing three sessions per week. Okay. Um, and if you're confused about the difference between the two things, I would highly recommend that you check out some of the resources that I have available on my Instagram account, as well as on my YouTube channel. You guys, I don't really talk about my YouTube channel because I started it a while ago and then I sort of just let it go because it's a lot just to keep up, but there are quite a few videos up there that are good resources to get your brain thinking about different ways that you can create strength and resilience in your joints. Okay. So go and check that out. I'll put the link to that down below because honestly, off the top of my head, I have no idea what the link to my YouTube channel is. (laughs) But if you just go to YouTube and search my name, Megan Gould, you'll see my picture pop up and that's the name of my channel. Okay. The final element in this equation is one complete day of rest every single week. Now I can feel the resistance already from some of you guys. (laughs) Rest is a tricky thing. And I believe some people are good at it, meaning they don't mind taking a day off, taking some rest, and they can sort of switch off easily. And some people aren't good at it. And that just means that they might feel upset or guilty about not training every day of the week. They feel like they can't afford to quote unquote, lose the time or take the time off. But regardless of which camp you fall in, rest is crucial. A rest day will still involve you doing your shakedown because that is not optional, like we talked about before, seven days a week. And the reason why it's not optional, you guys, just to circle back, because you might be thinking, well, why, why is a shakedown included in a rest day when you're saying take a complete day of rest? A shakedown is not as strenuous as, let's say, a run or a strength training or a cross training session. It's strictly you taking your muscles and joints through their greatest pain-free range of motion in a variety of positions, standing, sitting, 
laying on your back, laying on your side, laying on your stomach, okay? From tabletop, just like you're just moving, okay? Very low level, very low effort, not strenuous. And that's why you should be doing it every single day, okay? You'll still do the shakedown, but you'll be taking a break from strenuous stuff, running, strength training, cross training, or anything that's going to elevate your heart rate and get you to break a sweat. Okay. Now, another caveat, stuff like walking the dog or like, I don't know, you know, riding your bike around the cul-de-sac with your kids, like that doesn't really count. All right. I'm talking about an actual focused workout for the purpose of elevating your heart rate or creating strength for the specific outcome of your training, okay? This doesn't mean stop living your life. It means take a break from training for one full day. Okay, so now you have a good idea of the basic elements of a training plan and how many days each week you should be doing each thing, okay? Seven, four, three, and one, seven days of shakedowns, four days of walking or running, three days of strength and or functional range conditioning, and one day of complete rest. Now, like I mentioned, this is the fundamental groundwork that you need to lay down in order to successfully complete your first 50K, okay? If you're just beginning to sort of dip your toe into the ultra running waters, here's the order of the order of operations, like the order in which I would recommend that you start to incorporate those elements, okay? Because it's all about building the framework and building consistency. So I think it's obvious, but I would start with the shakedown. That's where I, that's where I go for everybody. Okay. So uh, like I said before, if you take nothing else away from this episode, start with the shakedown, go get that free video and start doing it every single day. Get super consistent with that so that that becomes the thread, the through line in all of your training. Trust me, your muscles and your joints will thank you. Okay. When you do this consistently. Then you're going to add the walking to start for four days, and then maybe it turns into running. Okay. So if you were in run your first 50 K part of that plan includes like a ramp up plan. And some of that is walking to start with and then running. All right. So there's nothing wrong with it being four days of walking workouts, not just leisurely walking the dog, but walking with a specific purpose. And then that will help you to transition into running. Okay. You got to walk before you can run the old adage, (laughs) very, very cliche, but also very true. Once you've got that, then you're going to start to incorporate strength training and or FRC. Okay. And just as a side note, the reason why I say and or is because both things are important for your body, strength training and functional range conditioning. But some days you might not have access to the gym or your weights, or you might just want to work on a specific body part like hips, like ankles, like knees. And this is where FRC can come in. You can do some focused joint work that doesn't require a lot of props or equipment. And that can be just as beneficial as a more traditional strength training workout 
workout, which is why I put these two things together. I lump them together. And then the second part of that caveat is that as you start to get closer to your race date, we pull back on the strength training, but that doesn't mean that we should pull back entirely on your joint training and your joint prep. And this is where we can swap FRC for strength training. Okay. So this is why they are intrinsically linked. So once you've gotten the shakedown and you're doing your, your four days of walking and or running, and you're starting to incorporate your strength training, the whole time you're doing this from start to finish all along the way, you need to be taking one full day off every week. At least you guys, there is an argument to be made for incorporating more than one day, especially in the beginning. Okay. Now, one of the other things I know I'm going to get texts or DMs about or emails is like, you have more days, like seven, four, three, and one adds up to more than seven days a week. Okay. Obviously this means you have to double down on certain days. I mean, you're going to have to double down right at the get-go with regards to the shakedown and so it's always a shakedown and a run or a shakedown and a strength training session, shakedown and a day off. Okay. This formula doesn't have to equal seven. It just needs to equal the right frequency to pull together the minimum viable dose to get you across the finish line of your first 50K successfully. Okay. And if you follow this, you will have a really well-rounded training plan per week. And then all you got to do is stack up some weeks, week over week over week to get you from where you are to your race day. All right. So give this one a try and let me know if you have questions and, or how you make out with it. Hey, you guys, I don't know if you heard, but the countdown is on. I hired a virtual assistant and I'm launching a new membership community in June. I'm going to do a whole separate episode about it coming up real soon so that you have all of the details, but I want to just take this second to let you know that it's going to be a place where women specifically can come to get community and resources like training plans and race checklists and mobility classes and coaching on running their first or their farthest ultra. So more on this to come, but if you're enjoying the podcast, or maybe you're even in my private Facebook group now, and you want more, this membership, this community is going to be an excellent place for you to go. Remember, you're going to get more like-minded women in this community. You're going to get more resources and you're going to get more personalized coaching, more time one-on-one with me. And I'm going to be bringing in a bunch of my friends who are experts in their respective fields to coach you on stuff that you need to know. Many of them you have already heard here on the podcast. Okay. So the goal is to make it a one-stop shop for women's ultra running. I can't wait to see you guys there in June. Be sure that you're on my email list or that you're in my private Facebook group so that you're amongst the first to know when it kicks off and when it's available for signups. That's all for this episode, you guys. Enjoy this beat, and I'll see you all soon. Oh, 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 oh